Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. Well, hello. Uh, Last Sunday was Vision Sunday. Uh, but we had some technical difficulties with the recording of the podcast. So I'm going to give you a quick recap here. So thanks for joining us. Always good to have you listening along. My question for you is why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you listening to this? The question I ask on Sunday is why are you in the room? For some people, that answer is quite easy. They were there for dedication or they were checking out churches or curious in faith. But for others that have been around our church for, you know, a few years or been part of the launch team or, uh, you know, just being part of the life of the church, it's a good question to ask. Um, Because I think one of the most dangerous things that we can do is just to roll into a new year with just some sort of kind of lackluster commitment to what it means to be part of a vibrant community of faith. And, um, you know, we have all sorts of motives in us, but it's good to ask yourself the question, why am I here? Why am I doing this? There's plenty of other things I could do with my time and my energy, my money. I could go to brunch. I could stay at home. I could go and work. I could, um, you know, be out in nature. Um, but why do we choose to engage in the Christian faith and particularly this community of believers at this time um, in the world? And, you know, there are people that are part of our church community that before COVID weren't part of our church community. And there are people that were part of our church community pre-COVID that are no longer part of our church community. And, you know, that comes to a point where we kind of got to make a decision around why am I here? And I think equally that decision and that question is important to ask for us collectively. You know, why are we here? What's the point of what we're doing? And it's really important to remind ourselves of, of why we are here. And on Sunday, I talked about our, our kind of fresh vision statement, which is a modification of the statement that we had before. But it's this, that we are here, we exist, Greenhouse is here, the reason why we're spending time and energy and finance and money and creativity is because we exist, because we are following the way of Jesus into the restoration of our neighborhoods. That's why I'm here, to follow the way of Jesus into the restoration of our neighborhoods. And there's kind of two parts to that kind of statement. The first one is the way of Jesus. We really believe that following Jesus isn't just about what you believe. It's not about kind of just some doctrinal statement. It's actually a way of life. If we want the life that Jesus has and offers, then part of that is adopting the lifestyle that Jesus lived and um, embracing the, the kind of the ways and the works of Jesus. It is an inward journey of transformation that we actually can become like Jesus. There is a way to follow. And, you know, Galatians talks about this. Uh, the Gospel of John talks about this. There's kind of these, these three things that come up over and over again that if we're growing in the way of Jesus, we're growing in love. We're growing in joy and we're growing in peace. And I think that like is, is a really attractive thing. And that was kind of where our vision statement ended, um, our previous one. 
But we've added this kind of second part of that is that, you know, we're following the way of Jesus, but the end goal isn't just for myself. Like the end goal isn't just a better me. It's actually following the way of Jesus into the restoration of our neighborhoods. The end goal isn't a better me. It's a, it's a better world. And part of the Christian journey of, of becoming more and more Jesus-like um, is our soul begins to turn outward. We have this inner restoration that turns outward to outer restoration. And restoration is really a, a gospel word that Jesus came to bring restoration. The story of the Bible starts with the Garden of Eden and things are good. They are integrated there's connection between God and people, between people and people, between people and creation. Um, and the, the, the story goes on. And it's just this story of uh, over and over again, the kind of disintegration of our souls, where we follow other things and follow other people and idols and narratives that we kind of splinter ourselves. And the world feels extremely splintered and fractured right now. And, you know, there's people that you have disagreements now that you would have never had a disagreement with before, you know, uh, talks around vaccines or masks or whatever it is. And there's just this kind of fragmentation going on. But the gospel journey is one of reintegration that I, my soul would be integrated, but not just me, but the whole world, all of creation. And this is kind of this, this end um, kind of goal and vision of revelation, which talks about kind of heaven and earth coming back together, this kind of remarriage, this reintegration, and there'll be no tears or pain or sickness, and every tribe and every tongue will come and bow under King Jesus. It would be this like this united, integrated, um, beautiful, creative vibrant space that is kind of the vision that we're working towards and part of being a follower of Jesus is following the way of Jesus for my own but beyond that moving outward for the restoration of the people that are around me there's this great story in Luke chapter 10 where this lawyer comes and asks Jesus you know how do I have eternal life and he's not just asking how do I live forever that's kind of how we think about that word eternity um, not not necessarily like quantity of life, but he's asking, how do I have quality life that includes quantity? But how do I have like this rich, deep life? And the answer, kind of the famous answer is the, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself to love God and love people. And he goes on and tells a story of what it looks like to love your neighbor. So it tells a story of the Good Samaritan who, you know, was hated by most Jews. He was the one that stopped and helped the man who was on the side of the road. And Jesus asked the, the lawyer, you know, who was a neighbor to this man? And he says it, it was a Samaritan. And he's, the, the kind of the point of that story is that, you know, our faith isn't just kind of what we believe, but it's actually doing something, stopping and helping. Like it's actually like in the world seeing what's in front of you, loving your neighbor. And that's kind of part of the way of Jesus. But the story goes on and there's another little story that I don't think is an accident that Luke put there. And it's the story of Mary and Martha, the very next story. It says, Jesus went to Mary and Martha's house, some of his friends and Martha's like doing the good stuff. Like she was like being hospitable and she's, she's making lunch and she's like doing all the right things and making Jesus feel welcome. And Mary was just sitting abiding at Jesus' feet, just like soaking in his presence. And Jesus says, like, Martha, you just, you're too worried. Mary is, has got it right. 
It's like, this is the only thing you should care about. And it's interesting because, you know, the story before is like, go and do something. And then this story is like, don't do anything. Just like spend time with me. And the answer is both like it's internal and it's external. It's, it's kind of the way of Jesus, but it's a restoration of our neighborhood as well. Um, there's this great image from the um, Celtic faith and uh, Celtic monks. You know, there's a place called Skellig Michael in Israel, uh, in, uh, in Ireland. And uh, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you'll know this from the kind of the, the previous uh, the last trilogy where Luke Skywalker is hanging out on this like beautiful epic island is actually a monastery, a Celtic monastery. And um, there's, there's these little huts there, these cells, and they have this idea of the cell and the coracle, these two kind of forming spaces. The cell is where you would go and you would abide with Jesus and you would read scripture and you would pray and have silence and solitude and rest and just this deep connection with Jesus. But then I have a thing called a coracle, which is like a little uh, a little boat, more like a raft, like a circle raft that you would just go in and I would push you off the coast. And wherever you landed, that was like the mission field you were sent to. Um, that was the place that you were meant to kind of give your life for. And it was not only just kind of following the way of Jesus for my own like inner transformation, but it actually lends itself to moving outward and being on mission and joining in the restoration of all things. And that's kind of what we feel like, that God's pulling us towards go to, to go deeper inside and, and the health of our souls. But that would turn outward on our neighbors and our neighborhoods and our streets and where we work and our families and how we use our money and, um, you know, how we, how we advocate and all, all that sort of good stuff. And so really briefly, I want to share, well, what does it mean to actually follow the way of Jesus? You know, in 2022, in Long Jetty or Berkeley Vale or Wombrel or um, Kalani Vale or Shelley Beach, wherever you find yourself, what does it look like for me to follow the way of Jesus? And really, we've boiled it down to two very, very simple things. And this is how you know. This is like the spaces you get yourself into that you know you're following the way of Jesus. If you cultivate these two things. The first one is, is gathering. And we know church community is really important. Um, We've said it here before that like Christianity is a communal sport. I, I wholeheartedly believe that you can't follow Jesus on your own. You need community. And we've talked about on this podcast, you can go back um, to an episode called Cultivating the Three Spaces. And uh, there's this idea of proxemics. So there's these different group sizes that help our formation. There's kind of the large public space. There's the social space, which is like a living room full of people. And there's the intimate space, a private space with like two or three other people. And I think as followers of Jesus, these are all important spaces to cultivate in our world, to think about as we think about our formation. And so much of our formation is about the people that we are around. And so the three spaces that we kind of have as tools for you to engage with and experiment with is our Sunday gatherings. That's our public space. It's all about prayer and the presence of God through through scripture and worship and, um, and silence and um, the person next to you and those incidental moments being part of something bigger than yourself. It's like we, we get to do this like big collective thing. It's dinner parties, which is that social space, a living room full of people. That's our expression of the Lord's supper where we share a meal together. We share the highs and lows of life 
and, and we pray for one another. And then triads is this new space we're experimenting with, which is two or three other people that you've chosen yourself that you're really intentionally going deep with to follow the way of Jesus. Uh, we talk about PACE, which is the acronym. Um, you're praying for one another daily. Action, how am I putting my faith into action? How do you be held accountable to that? The things that you want to do. You just have some people asking in and checking. Like It's so helpful. Confession. This is like one thing that the Protestant church is not good at. That James tells us that to confess our sins to one another. And we may be healed, not confess our sins to God, but to one another. And so cultivating a space um, that's really safe, but a space for honesty um, and encouragement that you would come and you would encourage one another. There's pace, prayer, action, confession, and encouragement. There's kind of the three kind of gathering spaces. Um, uh, if you want another word, it's relationships. Relationships are so important in following the way of Jesus or community. And they're kind of the three spaces we have on offer for you to experiment with. And, and the other side of that is gathering and practicing or habits what you actually do and the things we do actually do things to us. And we've kind of uh, whittled down the ancient practices of Jesus to, to, to six things There's more than these things. But these are the things that we just want to keep coming back to uh, and I think are important for our community. This is not a list of things you have to do to tick off. These are invitations into a way of, of formation and connection with Jesus. And if, 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 if some of these things don't help you connect with Jesus in this season, in this moment, you might need to experiment different ways or, or, or lay it aside for a while. Um, but those six things are, are scripture, engaging with the word of God. We know how, how important that is to our formation. Um, it's prayer. How do we like abide in the presence of God and experiment in that way? Sabbath. How do we have a rest? How do we turn off technology? How do we have days for, for stopping and delight and, and just, just connection and silence and solitude and slowing down? Um, hospitality. How do we open up our houses and our lives to be to be um, for, for our neighbors and those around us? How do we invite people in for meals? Um, part of having the clam is like this communal space of hospitality, like a gift to our neighborhood. Um, the fifth one is generosity. How we use our money is a huge discipleship question uh, and what we give to and uh, what has a hold of us. And finally, our spiritual gifts. How has God gifted you and called you to contribute towards the kingdom of God? Um, and so they're all things that we need to continually to um, experiment with and try. It's, it's gathering, it's practicing, it's relationships, it's habits. That's what following the way of Jesus really looks like in a practical sense. Um, and the second part of that kind of vision statement, the first part is the way of Jesus. The second part is the restoration of our neighborhoods. And that comes down to two things. Uh, embracing kind of the good news story. Like that's the restoration is the good news story. So bringing restoration in, in our neighborhoods, partnering with God in that way is being good news, being part of the restoration and bringing good news, being and bringing. And so being is about our presence. How are we a non-anxious presence in our neighborhood? Uh, do people know us in our neighborhood? Do we know our neighbors? Do we know people? Uh, are, we, are we people of peace? Do we find people of peace? The second one is working towards the common good. 
How do we help the poor and the disadvantaged and the others in our neighborhoods? How do we work for good, the common good of the community and neighborhoods around us? And the third piece of that is our, our vocation, our work, the thing that we spend a lot of time doing, whether that's parenting or pastoring or teaching or building a business or being a builder, you know, um, that actually what we do with our time is an act of working out restoration in the story of Jesus. And so restoration of neighborhoods is about being good news as people embodying good news and bringing good news. And we do that three ways, through our story and through the gospel story, through invitation, who are we inviting into our homes, into our dinner parties, to an alpha, to a Sunday gathering. And the third part of that is developing our prophetic voice. The prophets would speak truth to power. And I reckon there's a real opportunity for us as a church and as Christians in this moment to call out things that are actually false narratives and idols in our world, things that disintegrate us rather than integrate us. And I reckon there is a real opportunity for us there. So we're here to follow the way of Jesus into the restoration of our neighborhoods. We follow the way of Jesus through gathering and practicing And we follow into restoration by being good news and bringing good news. Obviously, this is the Spirit at work. These are just ways that we are opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit in us. This is not an expectation, a bunch of things to tick off. This is an invitation. The worst thing you could do is to try and tick all these things off, um, to try and just do all of these. The best thing you can do is ask, Spirit, what's the one thing you're inviting me into? What are you drawing me into here? It's a map of things, and we might put the image up on Instagram if you want to take a look. But it's an image, a map of things to experiment with and and be drawn into. These are tools and resources. Um, We don't want this to be legalistic or uh, religious in, in, in the bad sense of the word, but an invitation into deep, authentic, beautiful community and life and mission. So... I come back to that first question. Why are you here? Why are you here? And the second one is, are you in? Are you in with this group of people in this place with this mission and vision? That's a question only you can ask in conversation with the spirit and people close to you. Why are you here? And are you in? Love you all. We are going to be speaking about the three strategic themes for our church over the, over the coming weeks. And we'd love you to be involved in, in Sundays and thinking about what does it look like to kind of outwork those things in 2020 in our space and uh, in our neighborhoods. Love you all.